I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. What's up, Dog Nation? This is Jeff Sintel. We are back in the studio, back in front of you guys on a Wednesday night. Before the hedges, dognation.com, brought to you by Kroger. Man, it's good to be back. Missed you guys last week. Wish you guys could have been on on the boat, the independence of the seas with the rest of the Dog Nation, but we had a good time. We gave away a lot of prizes, got to meet some folks, and um, good time was had by all. Got to celebrate the NFL draft on top of the uh, top deck. Uh, awesome time. If you guys were with us, certainly uh, I enjoyed meeting all of you, hanging out with all of you, and hey, thanks for coming by Before the Hedges here tonight on Wednesday night. All right, guys, we got a, a loaded show. We got like a catch-up show. If you want to think about like Jake Fromm in the huddle from Days Gone By or Aaron Murray where uh, you're trying to go really fast, get in the call, that's what we're going to try to do. We've got a show tonight. I would say our anchor content of the show of the Big Five. Everybody put up the Big Five. Our anchor content of the show tonight is a interview with Sammy Brown, five-star linebacker Sammy Brown. I call him... Basically, Captain America with a mullet, with all the, the most positivity and the most gleeful joy covering that guy, um, what he does. Still hasn't made a B in high school. I think he's power cleaning right around 400 pounds. He does, he does squats with 545, a set of four. Five-star linebacker, number one linebacker in the country. That's coming. That will close out our big five right now. But right now, got a lot of thoughts on my mind. The NFL draft. You guys were watching that over the weekend. Love seeing where all the dogs went. Love seeing all those dreams come true. All those happy faces, those lifetime memories. Um, but also, you know, one of the things it did, I don't know if you saw it on dognation.com, but it kind of triggered me a little bit to write something about how Kirby Smart is viewed, how Kirby Smart's Georgia recruiting classes. You know, they've been ranked number one, number, no, number two, or number three most years. They've now won championships. They've gotten five of them drafted in the first round. But by and large, how does the NFL view Kirby Smart's draft classes? One thing I noticed, I went and did some research, pulled out some numbers. Here's one thing I found. I found that 41% of Kirby's first four classes, because we can really only judge the first four because those are the ones that where most of the guys should be in the NFL by now uh, or draft eligible by now. Uh, 41% of those guys were drafted. Now think about that for a second. Kirby's first class, only like seven guys out of 21 got drafted where he had to recruit basically in two months. And then you've had the many transfers, you've had the many portals, you've had the guys with, you know, unique off-the-field situations. But still, 41% are getting drafted. 16 out of the 22 five-stars they signed in his first four cycles, that's 16, 17, 18, and 19. Those guys all got drafted. Um, really interesting, and that's the good of the NFL draft. And one thing I pulled out this week for a story was head scratchers, because you know we talk about all these names on Before the Hedges every week uh, about the big five stars, the big targets on everybody's board. I think we're going to lead off the show. Number one of our big five is like just the names that fell. You think it's easy developing NFL players? You just sign a five star and then feed them and coach them and play them for three or four years. And then they become a first round. I mean, that's the way on three and 24-7 sports and rivals look at their five stars. They're like, this is their likelihood of being a first round draft pick. 
Take a look at this graphic right here. I thought it was crazy. You got all these names right here. Who remembers Brenton Cox? Georgia transfer goes to Florida undrafted. Jaden Hazelwood, number one receiver in the country, number four overall prospect, uh, goes to Oklahoma, then Arkansas, undrafted. Elias Ricks, who was actually at LSU in Alabama, the number two cornerback in the country, undrafted. Keep looking at this list. Kayshawn Boutte, another LSU product, number two receiver, another five-star, sixth round. Zach Evans, you remember Zach Evans? He goes from Ole Miss to TCU to the NFL, uh, sixth round. He was the number two back in the country. K.J. Henry, remember him? He came out in Justin Fields' class. Uh, eventually chose Clemson with a lot of interest in Georgia. He spent a super senior year, a lot of years there. Um, Clemson, he goes fifth round. Noah Sewell, as guys, as impressive, a unique, an, an anomaly hybrid linebacker as you'll ever see. He ran a super fast short shuttle. He was 6'2", about 270. He had linebacker size. He had defensive lineman size, but he had the speed of a really fast backer. He went to Oregon. He goes in the fifth round. What about Justin Shorter here? Uh, Penn State, then he transfers to Florida, spends several years developing in Florida in the class of 2028. Guys, he was the number one overall receiver in 2018. Uh, Goes in the fifth round. And look at this guy. Owen Papo, 2019. Folks will remember this recruitment well. Um, Number one outside linebacker in the country. Number 25 overall prospect. He goes in the fifth round coming out of Auburn. So, guys, um, it happens every year. Guys slide. But for me, seeing all those names, seeing all those names fall, um, shows you just how hard it is to develop draft picks. And, you know, people wondered, you know, hey, why did Keely Ringo fall to the fourth round? Why did – uh, Darnell Washington fall to the third round when they played great ball they won championships and they tested off the charts well it just goes to show you with Keely Ringo it's probably that scouting knock you've always heard with Keely it's you know his hips does he flip right is he a little stiff he's got world-class speed great length and size and even some pretty good film clips at Georgia but doesn't really look like the NFL cornerback prototype looked like uh, didn't flow to the football the way he covered guys. Um, and, you know, with Washington, there were some injury concerns. There was also the fact – injury concerns over – although he never really missed a whole lot of time at Georgia, uh, not chunks of time. And yet he had 6'8", 6'6 265. Um, his short space quickness was as good as a first-round receiver. Sometimes it's position fits. Sometimes it's uh, – Teams don't need a tight end. Sometimes they go with the best player available, and that is what lets guys fall. I thought that was a big, big story um, from over the weekend with the NFL draft. Sometimes the five stars don't shine in the NFL draft. Uh, Moving on right here, number two on our list. Let's put number two on our list on Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger. Been busy, guys. If This was the first week where Georgia's coaches really went out on the road with some big splash visits. Of course, last week they also visited some guys while we were on a cruise. But um, take a look at this one right here. This is the one everybody's going to notice. I saw this right here. This is from the Pinnacle High School football coaching staff. Now, this tweet right here I think got 15,000 impressions on Twitter. And that's what the power of Georgia can do. Of course, Georgia came to see Dylan Riola there, Mike Bobo, on their first day of their kind of official spring workouts right there. That Dylan Riola fellow, we all know about him. We all talk about him each and every week. If you're playing the Dylan Riola uh, before the Hedges game, when the first time 
your host mentions the name Dylan Raiola, you got to go get a snack. Well, now's time to go get your snack. Hopefully, you got that snack from the snack aisle at Kroger. Number two, I want to show you. This is one from last week. This was BMAC. This was going to see Adam Cruz and St. Louis University High School in St. Louis. Um, a lot of folks visited that day, but um, BMAC was there on the first day. You could get out trying to show folks that, you know, Ryan Wingo is a priority, trying to show Ryan Wingo that he's a priority for Georgia. Again, they get two visits during the spring, so you see a lot of them visit early and then visit late. Uh, two contacts there. Um, going on the list right here, here's one from, I think, the other day. This is Chris Cochran. This is out of Lindale High School, the Eagles of Texas. That's in Tyler, Texas. Everybody knows the Tyler Rose, Earl Campbell, but Coach Stacy Searles was out to see Casey Poe. Casey Poe just got ranked by um, on3.com as the number one interior offensive lineman in the country right there, Casey Poe. Um, speaking of Casey Poe, I think our next slide here, I spoke to Casey Poe this weekend, uh, this week, excuse me. He set his official visit, nation's number one interior offensive lineman. He's about 6'4", about 295, comes from a family of football coaches. You guys will love reading that story on dognation.com. He was a state champion last year in Texas in the shot put. He, he flew a, the shot 57 feet earlier this spring. Um, he's taking his official visit for the scavenger hunt weekend in Athens. That's the uh, annual May tradition where the guys go crazy with coaches, golf carts, compete, trying to find their way around uh, the UGA campus. Got one more for you. Another official visit being set. Coach Stacy Searles has been busy right here. This is Aiden Lynch, a three-star offensive tackle. Fits the part, 6'5", about 290, out of Mount Olive High School in New Jersey. I believe it's Flanders, New Jersey. Aiden Lynch, a name that, you know, we talk about a lot of names on Before the Hedges, but that's one that's one that we don't really get to with our top targets and off the and our off the list. Can't put them all up in there. We're limited to about 35 names. We try to show you guys 36 names. We try to show you guys each and every week. But that offensive line room, uh, that offensive line board does go fairly deep. And speaking of offensive line, everybody put the threes up. Now we're on number three of our big five. We've been going in order, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, glancing about what we feel uh, the Georgia recruiting, recruiting board looks like for 2024. This week is offensive line week, and there are a lot of big dudes with offensive line. The first thing I want you to know about offensive line, there's really no Amarius Mims, Broderick Jones, Jamari Salyer, mega five-star targets. Uh, the number one tackle in the country is not a five-star. The number one interior offensive lineman is not a five-star. This is a really down year for interior offensive linemen. And really, this is a big trouble area. I will say trouble and feel some confidence behind it because, look, folks, Georgia's about to lose four or five offensive linemen out of this year's team to the NFL draft. There are going to be some holes, and I don't think the instant replenish is going to be there where in some years guys like Ernest Green and Jamari Salyer and Micah Morris and Dylan Fairchild, some really – Marius Mims, throw him in there. Some, some years where Georgia gets a plum five-star offensive lineman and they have to sit and wait a while. Well, I don't think that's going to happen in 2024. Luckily, 2025 might have the best crop of offensive linemen, especially targets that Georgia is already in tight with, that I've seen in my nine years covering Georgia football recruiting. But let's take a look at the names in 2024. We're going to put these all together. You've got some interior offensive linemen. You've got some guards. You've got some tackles. 
First of all, you see what George is trying to do here with modern day high school out of Santa Ana, California. Um, they're going after Nate Frazier really hard, uh, four-star running back, really great speed. Um, and they're also trying to set up a modern day connection. Modern day, that's the home of former Georgia quarterback JT Daniels. Right now, Brandon Baker, he's about number 40 overall in the country, nation's number one offensive tackle. Jordan Seaton, been a longtime target for Georgia, moved down to IMG uh, out of St. John's College in D.C. That's a guy that um, Georgia has been recruiting. I think Jordan Seaton's going to take his recruitment deeper into the season, especially we'll get to see what he's like now competing at IMG. DeAndre Carter, he's seen as more of an interior offensive lineman out of the modern-day guys, whereas Baker is a tackle. Um, Daniel Calhoun out of Walton, moved to Walton um, from Centennial High School a year ago. Daniel, longtime target for Georgia. Georgia's been recruiting him heavy for about three seasons now. Um, nation's number five offensive tackle. I think he would be an interior offensive lineman if he went to a really elite program. Here's a name we just mentioned, Casey Poe. Uh, Casey Poe has Georgia in his top eight. He's giving Georgia his official visit. Probably the schools that have been recruiting him the hardest, you might say, would be uh, Texas Tech in his home state. Also Clemson, Alabama, also really after Casey Poe. But Casey really likes what he has. he's seen so far from Georgia. We will give you an update on Casey Poe with a full-blown full blown Casey Poe story. Later this week, this is a young man out of Clay Chalkville High School, Jaquan Roy, huge, massive guy, about 6'6", 345, 350. Uh, Jimothy Lewis, I think, probably one of, I think, a sleeper guy to look to see in Georgia's class. Another interior offensive lineman. He's at IMG Academy now. Tested really well, uh, measured in really well when he went to see Georgia earlier this year. Ethan Calloway. Now, here's a guy, folks, from Lake Norman. That's in the uh, Charlotte metro area. Another big guy, 6'7", huge wingspan um, out of Mooresville, North Carolina. Uh, you would look to see Georgia to get an official visit there. Fletcher Westfall just dropped. Um, I wrote about him. I enjoy talking to this young man. He had the all-schools comparison matrix where he had like 18 different criteria where he ranked guys on a spreadsheet, sorted them. Um, from about 25 schools, and I think his final schools, you've got Auburn in there, you've got Georgia in there. Um, I believe you got I believe you got a couple other schools in there as well. Ethan Calloway, uh, excuse me, Fletcher Westfall out of Tuscarora uh, High School in Leesburg, Virginia. Here's a guy, Walclair Flynn Jr. out of Grayson High. He's a center, although the 24-7 sports now, they only rank guys offensive tackles or interior offensive linemen. If Walt Clare was rated as a center, I think he'd probably be one of the top two or three centers in the country out of nearby Grayson High School. Um, Georgia has warmed up a lot with uh, Walt Clare Flynn when he's kind of been probably most consistently and solidly recruited by a school like Central Florida. Um, Walt Clare would be, if he chose Georgia, an ideal center type. Uh, here's Big Kez, Marquez Easley out of Kankakee, Illinois. Uh, huge man, about six seven. You've read about you've read about him already on Dog Nation. Um, he's a guy that set his Georgia official visit back in February, folks. I don't even know what we were all doing back in February, but that guy, everybody calls him Big Easy. It already set his official to Georgia. Another guy out of Texas here, uh, Ori Williams out of San Marcos, Texas. Another big guy. He's rated just as a three star. Uh, Coach Searles was actually took a visit to see. Uh, Mr. Williams out in Texas in his program earlier this week. Uh, when, you got the, when you got the line coach of the two-time defending national champions, 
visiting Texas, giving him a visit in the month of um, in the month of May. Then you know, uh, Ori Williams is thought of finally by the University of Georgia, despite that three star ranking. And lastly, we mentioned Aiden Lynch out of Flanders, New Jersey, another big offensive lineman. He's kind of got tackle size. You would kind of see a guy like Aiden probably moving inside if he was to choose and end up committing to the dogs. You know, you look at these names right here, the names I think Georgia really needs to um, close out with, maybe to have the best possible class. I think Baker would be good right there. I think Calhoun and Poe, Jimothy Lewis, Callaway. Um, Easily is another name that guys that I can kind of see with the right recruiting pitch down the road and a great visit, couple visits to cap it off. I think Georgia could get in a really good spot with a lot of those guys. Also a name to mention that I think is like Georgia in the past would be Papa Afua um, out of O'Shea High School in Washington. Um, He's not on this list, but that's another guy that I think if – you know, Georgia turned up the heat. Um, he, they could get a visit, and maybe things could go in the right direction with Papa Afu. I think Afu is still the number three interior offensive line prospect in the country. He's already been to see Georgia about four times. That is your offensive lineman recruiting shout-out. Got to give all the love we can to the big uglies in the trenches right there. If we're partial to anything in our reporting, we're kind of partial to offensive and defensive linemen because that is the backbone of this great game of football. Um, one of the things we try to do every once in a while here on Before the Hedges, and as I know you guys like to look uh, across the fence, you like to look on the other side of the road and see how the other schools in the SEC are doing. Folks, let me tell you something. Michigan and Ohio State, they've both populated their recruiting list with about 10 commitments each over the last 45 days. That has allowed both of them, the numbers they have, the strength of the numbers they have, that has allowed them to jump over Georgia. If you want to know what the top 10 recruiting rankings look like right now uh, for the 24-7 sports composite, um, you go right here. We've got it. We've got it here right for you. Number one, you got Michigan. Number two on this slide right here, you've got Ohio State. Look how they both have more. Um, they both have more uh, commitments already, thir- 15, 13, 11. Uh, then the University of Georgia. Um, you've got uh, a lot of names here. Look at Notre Dame, 14. You see a lot of schools here. One thing that jumps out to me is the number of two stars. Excuse me, the number of five stars. Georgia has two. Um, and then uh, Ohio State has two. You see some schools with none. And then you see how some schools are really going hard in the paint with three-star recruits. You see Penn State with five. You see Tennessee with five. Why is that always kind of a recurring theme with Tennessee in the month of May with a lot of three-star commitments uh, already getting into the top ten of the rankings? You see Michigan there, uh, Michigan with four. Um, Don't see Alabama in there, guys. That's interesting. You don't see Florida. You don't see Clemson. Uh, You see Oregon in there. I think probably two of the bigger surprises is you see Florida State with a resurgence there and also South Carolina. South Carolina and Beamer Ball, they ought to be over the moon about what uh, Shane Beamer has done so far in Columbia, especially with what – especially with what he's doing on the recruiting trail right now. Kind of winning the state of South Carolina. Got the top two prospects in the the state of South Carolina committed. Uh, Pulled those guys away from Clemson. There was – some interest for Georgia and a lot of those players as well. And, you know, one thing we ought to try to do, you know, these, this is the 24-7 sports composite, the on three industry ranking, which is the other national service now that is really invested in recruiting and covering recruiting. And they do it differently. They don't go by the quantity of, of recruits right now. They go by the, 
the average ranking where they're uh, there. They do the the average ranking of a recruit, and I think Georgia by their rankings they go Georgia number one. Um, Ohio State number two, Alabama number three. Alabama guys only has six commitments right now. They've got Florida actually with a very high ranking per their rankings. Again, that's the average star ranking per commitment right now. And Florida is also in the top four there. Michigan um, meets the top five in that one. So Michigan, that's a good example there. Michigan is number one in the 24-7 sports team composite based on a lot of those five stars and the number of their commitments. But then when you look at them in terms of the, the average ranking you know, the quality of the recruit rather than the quantity of recruits, they fall to number five right there. That's a good way to take a look at that. Um, guys, been waiting for him. Five-star, hitting in the number five hole on your big five. You guys put your fives up right now. Uh, you want a Dog Nation conversation. You want to hear from an in-state recruit that checks every box in terms of student all around, uh, son of a coach, um, good, great head on his shoulders, been recruited for a long time. Let's take a listen right now. Here's your Dog Nation conversation on Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger with five-star linebacker Sammy Brown. What do you think about these unlimited, unlimited official visits? Would that be a burden, or would that be, heck yeah, let's go, let's go wild? How, how would you, how do you look at it? Um, to be honest, I think it's it's kind of stupid just because you can visit wherever you want, even if you don't really have that much interest. Like what I, I'm just keeping my five and that's going to be it. Like I'm taking my five and shutting it down. Cause I feel like at a point it just gets old. Like, I don't know how these kids are going to be able to take 10 official visits. Like they say they are. Does, um, have you set your order now? Is it in stone or what are you taking five of their own June? Yeah, we've kind of set in a stone. It's going to be uh, Tennessee that last weekend in May, and then Clemson, Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State, in that order. In that order? I'd say every time you go to a visit for the last six months to a year, the schools have tried to make it feel like an official where you're getting a lot of red carpet treatment. Is is this ever just – I mean, I know you can carry a lot of weight on your shoulders, but does this ever get old? It does. It does a little bit, and I've said I've said probably for a couple of months now that I'm kind of just ready ready for it to be over and just you know be a high school high school kid again instead of this big huge recruit that everybody knows and stuff. I'm just kind of ready for it to be over, shut it down, and just be, be focused on high school senior. You thought about a date yet? Is it in July? Have you thought about that yet? I haven't thought out like a specific date, but I'm kind of thinking like the first sometime first week in uh, July or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. You, you, you're walking the path that a lot of big timers do. Like you, you take your officials in June and you decide in July. And if we're being honest, that's probably the best time for a kid to do it. Yeah. It's probably Just the best time you can get it over with and focus on your senior year. It's great for the high school program. And it's great for the coaches that are recruiting you too. Cause that oh, gives yeah. them time to recover. Oh yeah. Um, when you watch the NFL draft, and you see, like, a school like Georgia continue to just pour guys in there. Does that make an impact? Do you take a notice of that? Is that one of your anchor things you're looking for with the right college fit? I think that definitely um, speaks volumes on the coaches and how they are able to bring in these very talented players and develop them into talented and disciplined players that are able to get drafted like that. And, you know, I, do, I think it definitely does play a role just 
and the development, like I said. What are the hard questions you have for schools? Like, for example, I'd imagine if I was in your shoes, I mean, as good as Schumann is, I'd want to know how long he was going to be there. Like, are those things that you cover and discuss, or you think that will come later, like in your official? I think I think that's something you can kind of touch on now, and that, and also like where they see me in the depth chart right now. I think that's a good question to ask, just to not not necessarily to see if um, I want to go there or not, but just to see how I would rank with the other linebackers in the room, and just see how I can compete. You gave me probably one of the, the proudest answers I've ever had for a kid was when you gave me that answer a while back about all the depth that Georgia is actually an attraction, not a yeah. let me let me let me find somewhere else to go because you know it'll make you better. Like, oh yeah. Um, is that still like the biggest draw for you with Georgia when you think about why they have a big chance for you, why they might sign you? What do you think is the biggest reason why? I think I think it's just the competitive competitiveness that I can go in and have but another thing is just like the way the style that they practice and play with is just physical hard nose we're going to line up and hit you in the mouth and that's something something that um, we try to copy in high school and I think it's something that I try to copy in the way I play. I mean some players have told me that some schools try to replicate the tempo Georgia goes at and they try to replicate the speed, and they try to replicate, you know, getting on guys and having fun. But it's kind of the combination of all of that plus the bodies. Have you ever seen a, a a practice environment that looks quite like Georgia right now? Uh, I don't think so. I think the way that Georgia practices is better than anybody in the country. I think that they they get after it more than anybody, and I think that they compete more than anybody. Um, I'm, in the last couple of times that I've went and watched the practice, there has been at least one fight between an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman. So, I mean, they get after it. Mm. It feels like from talking to you, and please switch cheese it or back me up if it's not true, but it seems like every time you, you see Georgia, you come away with something new or maybe Georgia, Georgia moves the dial for you a little bit. It seems like Georgia keeps, keeps impressing you no matter how many times you've been. I think I think I definitely see something new every time I go, and you know, that's why you know some people say, "Well, you visited with Georgia too much." Well, it's not like I'm seeing the same thing every time. I mean, I'm seeing something new every single time I go. How many times have you been to Georgia? <sighs> that's a good question. At least a dozen. Wow. Yes. Like, have you ever thought about how you're going to do it? Or like, you guys going to sit down around the table and hash it out, or how will you guys do it? Um, I think it's just kind of one of those, one of those things where it's like when you know, when you know, and if I'm able to sit down and think about it and it'll just click in my head, I think that's kind of how it will just happen. And I mean, just when I know, I know. You think you'll probably, this is what a lot of guys over the years tell me, they either wait until all the officials and then make a decision, or then they'll know maybe visit two or visit three who it is, and they'll want their other visits to kind of, I guess the, I guess the word here is they will, the other visits will reinforce the decision what they think it might be. How do you think it might be for you? I think I I really I want to take all my officials even if I do know just because mm-hmm. I feel like I owe it to the coaches to take them and um, even if I don't want to go to the school I feel like I want to give them the chance to prove to me that I should go to the school if that makes sense. Timmy, for you in your own words, how would you describe what exactly is the perfect school will offer you that will compel you to sign with them? 
Like, what are the big things here for you? I think one of the biggest things is just that can cover everything is just the overall culture of the school, and that that can cover the way they practice, the way they are in the meeting room, even like the school itself, the stadium. I think that the overall culture of the school can and does play the biggest um, biggest factor just because that's what you're going to be around every day. That's who you're going to be around, the people in the campus, the people in the, in the um, position room with you. I think that the culture is the most important part because that's going to kind of drive you and influence you every single day. Are you a photo shoot guy or are you tired of those by now? Oh, man, I'm so tired of photo shoots. It seems like seems like they get – I run out of poses and, like, stuff to wear. Like, I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> you, like, hold your hands a certain way or can you give me a bat or you can give me something? Yeah, I mean, like, there's, I feel like there's nothing else to do now. Guys, that's Sammy Brown. Really impressive. What did you like most about that interview? Did you like what he said about Glenn Schumann? Did you like what he said about – you know, the way Georgia keeps getting after it, how he sees a fight in almost every practice uh, that he attends at Georgia, and he really loves that. Guys, if I have to be honest here, it feels like the needle continues to climb for Sammy Brown in Georgia, even in an environment where he is, he's got a lot of recruiting fatigue. And one of the things he told me that stood out was he's like, he's not taking any more official visits, excuse me, unofficial visits. Let me back that up. Pardon me for that. He's not taking any more unofficial visits right now because – He's been there. He's done that. He's got the T-shirt. Uh, maybe even ate the cheesesteak. So what he wants to do now is he wants to just take his officials, go through that process, and then is make his decision in early July. July again, guys. It's a month I'm on vacation. Somebody here will be with have the lights on here at DogNation.com. But the month of July is the the month you get a lot of those stories written, uh, a lot of those pre-writes written because uh, that's kind of if you have to ask a lot of big-time programs. That's when they want to put a lot of the hay in the barn in terms of building their classes uh, in the uh, 2024 cycle. Um, guys, that Dog Nation conversation of Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger is um, always there. You know, and for Kroger this week, you know, if you want to get those digital coupons, go to Kroger.com uh, slash sign up for all your digital needs, for all your coupon needs. Um, get hooked up. Kroger will treat you right, and uh, you'll go crazy in those shopping aisles. Uh, go cart crazy, I guess, in those shopping aisles with Kroger. Thanks again to Kroger for being a partner with Before the Hedges for so, so many years. Um, guys, um, we have went through the big five. Now what's coming up? You want to see those top targets. You want to see what the recruiting snapshot looks like. Let's jump in right now. We call it our table stakes. These are the things you know you're going to get every week on Before the Hedges. It's a good survey. It's a good roadmap to let you know, hey, you got the big picture. You got, you got the streamlined view zoomed in right now. Let's take a look right now on Before the Hedges. Here's your class breakdown. Starting defensively. And I would say this, you know, sometimes, you know, when I try to share trends and things I'm hearing, um, for a while now, I think if there's any attrition, and one of the things that we've seen in every Georgia class that's built in May is some early commitments fall by the wayside. Maybe it's some other schools recruiting a guy harder. Maybe it's Georgia backing off a young man. Maybe it's other guys at the position getting better. Um, but I think this is the part of the class right now where you'd see the most attrition there. Um, everybody knows that Alabama and Auburn are coming hard after DeMarcus Riddick. I know my man, my, my man Michael Carvel probably noticed uh, 
last week or a couple weeks ago at the Alabama spring game when DeMarcus Riddick was being driven in the same vehicle. It was a Mercedes-Benz as Coach Nick Saban. And uh, DeMarcus, an in-state guy, hops out of the Benz on his way to A-Day. Alabama and Auburn both want DeMarcus Riddick. And I think, you know, Georgia's continued pursuit of Sammy Brown says a lot there. Ellis Robinson going to take his official visits. DeMello Jones, Jalen Hayward, Peyton Woodyard. I think a good question, um, folks, to wonder about is how in the world, even given Georgia's acumen and how good Kirby Smart is at recruiting, how good Will Muschamp is at recruiting, how great Fran Brown is also at recruiting, how they're going to fit a class that has K.J. Bolden, number one safety in the country, Jalen Hayward on most services, he's either two, three, or four, Peyton Hayward, Peyton Woodyard, excuse me, guys, pardon me for there, Peyton Woodyard out of St. John Bosco, he's either, he's number one in safety in the country on rivals, number two, three, or four for the rest of the services. How in the world is Georgia going to be able to do that? Can they pull off what they did with the linebacker position in 2023? I think that's a situation right there where maybe maybe it's Hayward. Maybe it's going to be really hard to eventually get the commitment from the in-state guy, K.J. Bolden. Everybody worries about Buford. I think it's going to be very hard for Georgia to keep three super mega-talented safeties uh, in the class right there. Um, there's your breakdown uh, on defense. Now, offensively, Ryan Puglisi, guys, we continue to say it. The Dylan Riola factor is there, but Puglisi is hunkering down. He really wants to be a dog. Dwight Phillips, I think Georgia will add three different type of running backs in the 2024 cycle. You hear names like uh, you know, Chauncey Bowens, the Florida commitment, but you hear a lot more about Courtney Clark, um, out of, uh, also out of Arizona as well, and also Nate Frazier, uh, the young man out of modern day that we talked about a little bit early in the show because Georgia's really recruiting a couple of his offensive linemen really heavy. You see the receivers right there, folks. Nitro Showtime Tuggle. I'm going to share I'm going to share a lot more about Nitro Tuggle as the season goes along. He's moved down to IMG Academy. Let's make a quick little before the hedges gentleman's wager right now. Nitro Tuggle, I think, is going to start to get some four-star rankings. I think Nitro Showtime Tuggle, by the end of his senior season, provided he stays healthy, will be close to a five-star um, on the composite and on the industry ranking. I think that young man and his stock continues to skyrocket. NICAR, Colquitt County, continues to remain uh, committed to the dogs and Sokovi White. Sokovi might play in a lot of places for Georgia, might play um, – Defensive back might be a slot, might be a corner, might be a great wiggle slot guy, kick returner type. Uh, Sokovi White, a uh, name that's been in the class for quite some time out of Cass High School in Cartersville. And then another young man out of Cartersville, Malachi Tolliver. See how that big ugly, see how those trenches are kind of bare right now? That, I think, is going to be the big project for Georgia in the summer, uh, filling up the trenches with some more tackles, some more interior offensive linemen, and also the tight end looms large. We saw how Logan Thomas – flipped to Florida State a couple weeks back, um, and Georgia is working very hard to get another marquee tied in in this class. That is your uh, commitment sheet. Look at this recruiting snapshot right here put together so very well by our graphics team. Georgia with 11 commits. We explained why they're now number three nationally since our last show. Six on offense, five on defense, six out of state, five in state. 
I love giving this information to you this way each and every week on Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger. Nine commits are in the SEC footprint. The most commits with one single state down there is Georgia. Look how I'm kind of bouncing along right there. Again, Georgia needs to get more of those offensive players among their five highest-rated commitments. I think should Georgia secure the commitment from Dylan Raiola, you will see that sort of magnetic attraction happen there. Um, two five-star commits. Both of those are on defense right now. That's the cornerback Ellis Robinson and the linebacker Demarcus Riddick. Four top 50 commits, six top 100 commits. And then you see a little bit more offensive firepower now coming in the top 150 players on offense. That's Nykar out of Colquitt County. Uh, number 50-ish overall recruit right now. His rankings continue to go up. You've got Ryan Puglisi, the quarterback, who in some uh, ranking services now is all the way up to the number six quarterback in the country. Getting that Georgia bump as we start to see a little bit of that. Matriculate on recruiting services now. And then you've also got Dwight Phillips Jr., uh, the young man that is uh, going to be kind of a slot, kind of a gadget type of an all-purpose type back guy. And that's a young man that has clocked a 10-2-6 in the 100 meters so far this spring. There's your recruiting snapshot. Let's take a look at them right now. We've got top targets coming up. Trying to keep this pace going, trying to keep things flowing right now. Here's your top targets. Um, you're going to see some changes right here. It's been a couple weeks since our last one. I think some things to look at right there is you think Jeremiah Smith right there, that's the Ohio State commitment, still sounds really committed to Ohio State. Ohio State keeps picking up momentum in their recruiting class. Nate Frazier right there, Nathan Frazier right there, that's a name that has came into the top targets recently. Justin Scott, you see a lot of attention there for Notre Dame, a lot of attention there for Michigan with Mr. Scott, um, the five-star out of uh, Chicago. Um, folks, just wait. I think when he takes his official visit to Georgia, that's when we'll know what's happening with Mr. Scott and potentially in the middle for the dogs. Dylan Stewart, number one play in the country for on three right now. Um, got a lot. Got, got that size, got the length, everything you want to see right there. He was at Georgia uh, twice this spring, once in January, spring winter. Maybe I should say twice this year. He was in Georgia on January the 15th for the national championship celebration, and then he came back for another visit um, in the early spring as well. Probably the biggest chart riser this week is you see Sammy Brown all the way back in here to number nine. And if you just listen to our Dog Nation conversation, the five-star out of Jefferson, Georgia, gave you a few reasons why he's feeling the dogs a little bit. Number eight, Daniel Calhoun. Mentioned him in our offensive line glance if you're just joining the show right now. Number seven, Cam McKell, Statesboro, Georgia. A lot of noise about this young man recently. Uh, last conversation I had with Cam very recently, uh, his decision timeline looks like he would make his decision um, either in the season or after the season right there. He is a track guy. He is a basketball player as well. Jaden Riddell, another guy that I think um, should Riola choose the dogs, um, Jaden Riddell's interest would be heightened in Georgia, coming to play uh, at the tight end spot there that Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington have now made quite nationally famous. Number five, Ryan Wingo, going to be on his official visit that first weekend in June uh, with Riola and others. Justin Green, a guy in state that Georgia continues to prioritize. Look at this right there. One of the things I like to stop guys and say, hey, let's take a breath. Let's look around, head on a swivel. Let's see what's going on right there. One, two, three, four, five, six guys from the state of Georgia. The rest of them are from across the country. That feels about right now with the way Georgia tries to recruit nationally. Um, Justin Green out of Mountain View High School. Justin Green in Mountain View, the Bears actually just began their spring workouts today. I'm trying to get out to there today as well. 
Um, KJ Bolden, we wrote about him recently on Dog Nation. Just took a recent visit to Louisville, uh, the number one safety in the country. Um, Edric Houston, a guy that I think Georgia's always had a really strong shot with um, out of Buford, Georgia as well. And then Dylan Riola, Phoenix, Arizona, Pinnacle High School. Um, quite simply, I think he could be the table setter for the Georgia class in 2024. Uh, just off the list, I think we got 22 names. That's what our, uh, our slot, our uh, graphics build can hold, even with that great Titan font there. Uh, my buddy Michael Carvel behind the glass did for us this week. You see some names right there. There's some names you saw on the offensive line list. Chris Cole is a linebacker I really like. Christian Clark, again, I think that's one of the more likely running back targets for Georgia in this class. Um, Colton Heinrich out of Fort Lauderdale, Cardinal Gibbons. That is a guy that is serious about his recruitment. Um, Jamonta Waller going down to the, you know, lower down in the screen. Jamonta Waller out of uh, Mississippi. That's a guy that I think I had linebacker to watch for there. He's got great pass rush ability. Number one player in Mississippi. Jordan Thomas, another defensive line uh, target. Don't have a lot of defensive linemen on this list right now besides a few names on the top targets. But, you know, Jordan Thomas out of uh, Bosco in uh, New Jersey. Uh, Fran Brown has been a great recruiter for Georgia there in this one. Um, another name I want to kind of pull out, C.J. Jackson. Remember them? He was the guy that had no offers and no stars at the end of his junior year, and then the world opened up for him now. I think he's a top 10 edge for some services. And also, Amari Jefferson out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Everybody's very curious about what happens with Georgia at receiver. I know Georgia uh, and uh, Mr. Jackson have a lot of mutual appreciation for one another. Excuse me, Amari Jefferson uh, have a lot of mutual appreciation for one another. Guys, that's your top targets. That's just off your list. You guys got any questions you guys want to ask me? Hey, Jeff, I wasn't on the cruise. I couldn't sequester you away in a corner for a question or two about the 2024 class. Well, now's your chance on Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger. We're going to be back. We're going to take a quick pause, and we'll be back. We'll join the show live for all your questions here on Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger. Who you guys think leads the dogs in rushing this fall? You got to guess. That's something we're talking about right now as a Dog Nation team as we're trying to figure out what the team's going to look like this fall. Who's your best guess for who you think leads the dogs in rushing uh, this fall? By the way, got to once again thank Kroger for all their sponsorship and all they do here for us at Dog Nation, especially this show every Wednesday night. Also, um, I want to tell you guys about Brandon Adams in the morning, uh, Dog Nation Daily. Of course, that's the daily ritual staple program for everybody out there. And uh, also, tell you what, let me go to uh, back to Facebook, see if we got any more questions there. I see on the uh, score check, we're trying to work all work on that audio. Sorry about that. Um, Mac Dog, like I said, we're trying to do this real time. It, it, audio pops out and we're trying to fix it um, as quickly as we can. Um, let me see dog nation homepage looking for a question there, Mac dog, uh, score check. Thank for thankful for you guys to be watching and listening and now hearing us a lot better. Um, the question I thought I saw earlier from Tom, uh, somebody wanted to know Georgia's recruiting anybody in the 912 area. One of them is Amir Jackson. He's a tight end out of portal high school in portal. And the other one is Cam McHale, a great looking defensive back, uh, from Statesboro high school. Um, William A. Camacho, you says Kendall Milton. 
Uh, Randy Hall says, uh, Dejan Edwards, rushing leader, health and experience. I'll tell you this, uh, Randy, he has got a unique skill set that I don't think anybody else in that backfield has. William Camacho, like many, uh, took a look. He's taking a look at what uh, Kendall Milton did last year, averaging a robust seven yards per carry and eight touchdowns and hoping that is a harbinger of some great things to come with a healthy senior year for Kendall Milton, Alan Verbonic, same thing. Will Dickerson as well. Um, Becky Rutledge, I think a lot of these players are just kind of waiting on the moment. I think everybody's going to take their own walk. I think everybody, I'll, I'll be quite honest, I think a lot of these players um, have figured out where they want to go and they just want to go through their visits to uh, get the whole experience. And I think a lot of the players are going to already know what each other is going to do too. Um, Becky, hope that answers your question. Um, I think Rayola, though, is a very uh, important drawing card for Georgia in this class. Um, Randy Hall, let me see what you're looking at for defensive tackle. Um, you know, defensive tackle, there's a few guys. I think uh, the young man, um, Breland, uh, he visited Georgia again for G-Day. I did Breland. Um, you had a modern day. I mean, guys, it's, it's not inconceivable to think Georgia could have uh, in this class a, a commitment from St. John Bosco. Or, I mean, excuse me, a, a signee from St. John Bosco in uh, Peyton Woodyard, but also several from um, several from modern day as well. Other guys to think about that, I, I think, you know, really Dustin Thomas out of uh, the defensive lineman out of New Jersey, that's a guy that's a uh, defensive tackle uh, option right there. I know that uh, really, uh, really likes uh, the fit, really likes a lot of things to go on with Georgia. I think that's one of the bigger, um, out of Don, Pos Don Bosco prep, I think that's one of the bigger guys for, that Georgia's targeting on the defensive line, uh, 6'5", about 296. He's really a, a top 140 overall prospect, I believe. Folks, if you guys keeping track with Kirby uh, owning global domination with number one prospects, that would be the number one prospect out of the state of New Jersey um, this year as well, how well Kirby do, always does with number one prospects. I think the other names uh, to think about there, is certainly I mentioned Aiden Breland before, 6'5", 290. Um, but the other name that sticks that I want you guys to really kind of key in on a little bit is, um, let me see, I'm trying to do a couple things at once. Um, you know, mostly right there, that's what you're looking at at the defensive line spot. There's a couple of other names there as well that I, I think those are the guys that George is favoring. Of course, defensive line is kind of vague because I think, you know, obviously Justin Green, it can be a five technique. I think Jeremiah Berman, Beeman can play inside. He's told me recently that, you know, George has kind of gotten right up there in the mix there where he's going to, he believes in what Georgia has to offer. And he's, he has Georgia up there right now with the likes of, uh, um, with the likes of uh, Clemson and Alabama that have always been so pronounced in his recruitment. Um, let me see if I can find a graphic I was trying to pull up that I was already working on for next week's show. Um, hmm. You know, the other name that I like is um, I like Marcus Downs. Um, another guy that comes to my mind, Marcus Downs out of uh, 
state of South Carolina, Riverside High School, Greer, South Carolina. Hopefully that gives you a, a kind of a, a good guidepost about what I'm looking for right there. Also, guys, want to make sure you guys know that, um, hey, if you, if you feel so inclined, um, like, share, whatever you can do across your timeline. I thought it was a great interview, great interview rep there with uh, Sammy Brown early in our show as part of our Big Five. And um, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. Guys, if you guys are joining us on uh, Spotify or SoundCloud or our uh, Dog Nation podcast, we certainly appreciate you guys hanging out. Hopefully we guys can, we can get that through some, uh, get you guys through some bad Atlanta traffic. It seems it always pops up. Anyway, thanks. It's great to be back here on Before the Hedges again with all you guys. I'm Jeff Sintel. That has been your Intel, Intel and we will see you guys again later on the pages of dognation.com. God bless everybody. Hope to see everybody again real soon. And we'll see you again next week here on Before the Hedges. Let's go, I'm a bulldog, so Georgia who won't pick it. I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important, trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life, I never settle.